Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So today we're going to share um, on a topic that we're, we're excited about in a sort of way because it's something that's common to all dentists. And that is what happens when we face disappointment or, you know, specifically it could be a patient that doesn't like something you did. Um, we, we know that everyone listening to this podcast cares so much about excellence and being a great dentist. And we know the mountain you're all shooting for when it comes to growth and being great. But along the path of practice in dentistry, there's going to be times where whether you deserve it or not, there's a misunderstanding, there's some sort of um, incident that happens that's either going to feel like defeat or discouragement. And in that place of struggle, what do you do to get back up? And that's what we want to talk about today. And the reason why is because recently uh, with Dr. House's practice, um, you've had some experiences that have been similar to this. So I'm glad that you're excited. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> In fact, I've had a bad week. And it, it all stems from one patient. And it's terrible how that can just, one person can just take you down. But I'm, I'm going to just lay the groundwork so you know what's happening. Absolutely. So I have a case that I've been working on for three months. It's a patient that has her front six teeth were bonded with composite and that wasn't very attractive, but they were bonded because of a periodontal issue. Talked to the periodontist. The periodontist said that I could do a bridge, a six-unit bridge with six teeth. It's pretty complicated. And um, I took it on, and it was probably something that I hadn't ever taken on before. And so after a lot of thinking about it and trying different things, I ended up putting on some telescopic copings. And then I seated the bridge this week. And I was super proud of it. I just thought that I was so clever. I was so smart. I'd come together and figured out this telescopic coping. And the patient didn't like it. And she's mad at me. She's really mad at me. And the reason that she doesn't like it is because there's a little white line between the telescopic coping and the, the bridge that I placed. All the margins are perfect. The bite is perfect. So I feel defeated. And the really terrible thing is, I mean, it gets to the point where I'm just like, why am I still practicing? This is killing me. I just keep working and working and working, and I feel like I'm not making progress. And that's not true, of course. But you, you do, you get into that, that mindset. Well, the feeling is real. Like you probably had a lot of amazing patients and again, successful outcomes that were great and the patient liked them, but it's that one. And it's, it, I, I feel like what makes this one even special is like, it was a challenge that you did a great job with. And I'm sure so many of your peers will look at that and go like, wow, they give you a pat on the back. 
But ultimately, the patient doesn't know the challenges, how you overcame those. And they can't give you some technical critique of, Dr. House, that was just, that was wonderful. And instead, the very first thing they said was they pointed to that small little gap. It's not a gap. It's just a little white line. Oh, A gap would be terrible, Sean. You can't have that. You can tell I'm I'm not a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a white line. And yeah, so it's kind of like you did everything perfect and somebody just took the littlest thing and just pulled it out and now they're ticked about it. And it does happen, especially in cosmetic dentistry with patients where you can't meet their expectations. And it, it's hard. It's but hard. You couldn't have been seeing that, seeing that coming. I mean, you were confident once you'd finished it. Like, wow, this is great work. You were excited to take a picture, right? I was excited to take a picture. Yeah. So that's hard because the patient's lip line is so far down that you would never see it. It's only when you lift the lip up. But anyway, I have an unhappy patient. And so I have to deal with that. I have to deal with a decision of how am I going to manage her? How am I going to manage, you know, am I going to redo the strip bridge? I, I don't think I am. Um, am I going to refund her money? I don't know. I don't know. I'm meeting her again today. So I have to find something to say. And then somehow I have to rebuild my confidence to know that I learned something. I learned a lot with this case. And even though it didn't go the way she thought it should, I've learned and I will have better skills next time. But, but even that, like kind of taking a step back and deconstructing them, you're already coming to good conclusions. You're already saying, well, I can learn from it and I can do this and I can do that. Well, like, again, I feel like because of your experience and, you know, how great you've navigated this challenge of dentistry, um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I just wouldn't take that for granted. Like, what if I didn't come to those conclusions and I'm in the middle of it and I'm thinking, well, what does this say about me as a dentist? Like if I can have a patient that is so disappointed based off of some of the work that I think is my greatest and my best that I'm really proud of, what if I'm just not cut out for this? I'm going to say every dentist has had to feel that way at some point. And it may not even be that you did your best work. You did something that you worked really hard on and it still didn't turn out right. And so you just feel like you're the worst dentist that ever lived. But the only way you can get up and go to work the next morning and continue is you have to believe that you're learning. And it's called the practice of dentistry for a reason. Every day you go in and you practice and you learn. There's, there's no way that you can graduate from dental school knowing everything. It's just not possible. I just think that bears repeating the practice of dentistry because in saying that it's such an outlook and it's something that I feel like you have to embrace at first mentally, but at some point at a heart level, you just have to believe like, Hey, going forward week after week, year after year, I'm growing in this. um, Can I call it a craft or is that not a good word? Profession is what we use. Growing in this profession And there's going to be um, some lows where people aren't happy with me. And one week it might be a patient. The other week it might be a team member. You know, but when you find yourself there in that place where you're kind of discouraged, maybe teetering on despair, 
it's so important to do certain things so that you can get back up, you can build back up your confidence. Because imagine what it could be like week after week if your confidence is slowly eroding. And I think that could easily happen to people, that the confidence just continues to erode. But it is a an accepting feedback. I have to accept the feedback that I was given. Even though I don't agree, I still need to listen to people and see what can I do to be better. And, and that's always what you're doing. What can I do to be better? You know, if Crown has an open margin, you retake the impression, you make a new one, you tell the patient. It's, it's just you continue to learn how to be better, how to make better choices, and how to explain things better to patients at the beginning. That was probably my big mistake. I should have told her when we started. Now, I didn't know when we started. That's where I was going to end up. I was going to say, by that you mean this could have been um, a case just where her expectation was misplaced? I didn't manage that expectation well. Okay. So this was this is a learning for me that I need to manage expectations differently. Okay. So even that, you just do these all these amazing things automatically. You're taking responsibility because one of the things we both believe is that unless you are responsible for, I don't know, some circumstance on your end, you can't really grow if it's outside of your, I don't know, realm of the, the locus of control. Like meaning if I'm a victim to everything around me, then I have no power to do something about it. But, you know, it'd be nice if the patient would have had correct expectations. But you know, unless you do a better job of training them and communicating that, you can understand, well, hey, it's not their fault. I can take it upon myself to next time make sure that I do a better job initially communicating. Exactly. I, I think you have to deconstruct everything like that, though. You have to see, okay, what can I do better? Because I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be a victim to Yelp. I don't want to be a victim to my patients. I, I have power. But I have power because every time I do something, they tell me. People are so gracious to do that. They always tell you exactly what you've done wrong. And if you just accept it and do what needs to be done, you grow and you get better. So worst case scenario is that something happens and maybe that patient decides not to be part of the family anymore. But that doesn't always happen. Like you were sharing, there's a lot of times where the patient ends up coming back or staying with you. Um, like, I don't know, just talk about those two kind of outcomes. Well, this is, of course, not the first time this has happened to me. Um, I did this, a lot of gold work on a gentleman a couple of years ago. Oh, maybe it's been eight, nine years ago. And um, there was an issue with insurance, and they didn't pay as much as he thought, and he was furious, and he left. But every practice he went to told him that the gold work was just so beautiful. So he came back because suddenly he understood what I'd put into it. Now, that doesn't happen very often, mm. but it, it was validating that somebody understood what I had done, how hard I had worked, and appreciated it. There's also been cases when I didn't do a great job. I came in, I thought I'd done a really good job, and they went to see the prosthodontist after me, and the prosthodontist did something different. And I went, wow, he was pretty clever there. I wish I had known how to do that. But again, that's a learning. I learned from that. 
And and part of it is because I called the prosthodontist and asked. Well, that's great. It's humbling, honestly. But it's also very proactive. You have to know. You have to know what's available. And sometimes you've done the absolute best work you possibly can, and this is what it is. I mean, but sometimes there was a better choice. And if you can find out what that is, yeah, you should do that. You know, and it's difficult at times to look at some place where there could be, I don't know, lack or a growth opportunity with like real um, uh, bluntness and saying, okay, this is actually an issue I need to grow in. But if you don't, you won't have the opportunity to grow. And so I think so much of your perspective, um, Allison, is this, again, like you said, this growth mindset of true failure really is if a bad experience happens with a patient and you don't learn. Well, yeah, because you don't want to just keep replicating it. And, and that's what will happen. Or worse yet, you just decide you're not going to do this anymore. I will just never do a big bridge again. Well, that's not a good choice. In fact, I just spent all this time learning about this. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to set it up better. But absolutely, I'm going to do another one. So don't enter into resignation over an incident. I, I mean, I feel like that's the classic story. It's like um, you have someone that's amazing at something, and we just always think, well, hey, they must have just been born that way. And there's a lot of people naturally gifted that – not a lot of people. There's a few people. I think that actually have this like from glory to glory upward trending experience in their life. But most people had to overcome adversity and this is some form of adversity. It's like, no, I care about this and I'm wanting to learn and I'm wanting to be great at this procedure. And then I think I'm doing a great job. I'm really proud of it. And all of a sudden the very first thing the patient says is something critical. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I could see how you could, you could have been fuming. Like they don't even know, you could have been like, you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, um, I think it'd be hard for me not to be condescending in a circumstance like that. Do you know whether it's yourself or colleagues, if that's something that you guys just as a profession struggle with? Oh, well, I think everyone takes criticism in a different way. Um, and and I definitely have had to learn to take more criticism as I've gotten older. At first, I'm sure that I probably didn't say anything nice to the patient. And that, I'm sure, turned out poorly. That was a long time ago. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've, I'm, I'm able to take that criticism and hand it back. Part of what I'm going to do today is I'm going to bring up the picture of where she started so that she remembers wow. where she started. Because I think patients forget. So that'll be part of our conversation. But, you know, I'm going to listen. I'm going to tell her the truth. Because I, I think that's that's the only thing to do here. Right, right. It's not about, I don't know, it's not about skirting, I don't know, some sort of side thing. You just need to take it head on and be confident that, you know, hopefully the best for the patient is going to come forth, whether that's with you or whether that's somewhere else. And you just need to be, need to have a piece about that, you know? You won't win every single time. Which is one of the takeaways, right? You can't please everyone all the time. You can't. And, and that's just part of life. But you, you get better every single time. And you have to remember that. Every single day I get better. 
you know, I wonder, you know, for the listeners, they may not know, but perfectionism is one of those things that I struggle with. And I wonder like if there are certain things that I just would not have been good at. For example, like baseball, like the best batters in the world, what strike out like 65% of the time. That's right. Like that's crazy to think about, to think of like, like an A in school is 90 and above. Yes. But if an A in your profession is 35% success, which again, depending on your profession, like you couldn't have that sort of error when placing or doing a medical procedure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. But but I'm just saying like, I I, I don't know. I'm just saying like that mindset to be like, yeah, I struck out, but. I'll, I'll hit it next time. And to know that, because that's really what we're talking about. Some sort of strikeout, something didn't go as planned. It's not something you're proud of, not necessarily the outcome, but just the interaction. Because ultimately you want to deliver great dentistry and have happy patients, right? That's like a dream come true. I'm proud of what I did and the patient's happy. Because if the patient's happy, but you're not proud of what you did, that's still kind of like a half win because you know, I could have done better. Oh, I can't sleep at night. Right. It makes me crazy. So it has to be both. But it's not when things are going great. You know, you don't need a podcast for, <laughs> what, what do I do when everything's going great? It's when you get knocked down and maybe it's like the perfect storm. Maybe you're having um, a staff issue and then maybe you're excited because you love this patient and you're super excited about what you're doing. And then they're not happy. And now all of a sudden it's like between that, some other financial stress, you're like, again, waking up going, why did I think becoming a dentist was a good idea? But even though I'm kind of like smiling about this, there's some tragedies that go along with thinking that too long. Absolutely. In fact, we, we have a lot of patients, a lot of dentists that are depressed that are doing, um, just things that are negative to their bodies, smoking, drinking, because trying to deal with this stress, this stress that everyone expects us to be perfect all the time. And it's not humanly possible. And if you are perfect all the time, I always have to come back to my dad, in weightlifting, when you um, compete in a weightlifting meet, there are, three, there are two lifts and you get three attempts. So there's the clean and jerk and then there's the snatch. And you have to do three attempts with the snatch, and then three attempts with the clean and jerk. And you start off with something you know you can do. And the second one is something mm, I might be able to do. I'm going to try. And the third lift should always be something I'm just going to go for it. Always. And he says, if you make all six of your lifts, you didn't try hard enough. You should never make all six of your lifts. You should drop one of them because you tried something that was a little more difficult. You know, so in high school, I went from like casual running, like being good when I was playing soccer or playing football, like we'd run laps and I always had the most endurance to all of a sudden now being like in cross country. And I just went from track where we didn't do a lot of running because it was more uh, sprints and mid distance. And I was in my first season with cross country. And I remember the very first meet where it was only a 2.1 mile run where normally they're 3.1 but it was like easing in. It was some jamboree. And right off the gun, people started sprinting. 
And I was used to the soccer players, the football players, that what you did is you jogged. And then at the end, because you had some left over, you sprinted. Where real runners, you don't, you're not able, like I, I know there's like the whole like you have a kick, but I'm just saying the kick that most people are used to is just because they didn't know how to empty it. They weren't running all out. They didn't know how to actually give it all. Um, and I found that out really quickly. I was like, what are these people doing? How can they maintain these, this pace? But they could because they were great runners. They weren't just joggers that knew how to sprint at the end. And that that's just the difference. It's like, no, you, you shouldn't have that left in your legs at the end of the race because you're giving it all. You gave it all. And that's, that's true in anything, though. You go in, if every time you do something, you always win. If every time you do something, it's always perfect. Well, have you ever stretched yourself? What, do, what are you doing here? You've got to get out there and try something that maybe is a little more difficult. Maybe you won't have 100% the first time. And that's another, again, mindset thing. So if you challenge yourself and you came up short in some way, um, the things you need to be telling yourself now isn't just repeating what the patient said to you of, oh my God, that's terrible. It's, you know what? I'm proud of the fact that I did challenge myself. I did try something different. I'm learning a lot. Like all these things that we're reminding ourselves of are positive instead of, I guess I'm doomed to fail. And if you plant that seed, I'm doomed to fail, well, you, you've like predicted your future. You're doomed to fail. Whatever you believe is what's going to happen. So you have to get in there and really believe, I'm learning, I'm getting better. Every day I'm getting better. And it, it does happen. You know, and nothing brings that more to light than actually gardening. Like, so for any of you that are gardeners, you'll get this. But for you that aren't, because we can survive in today's modern uh, world without having to garden our own food. But if you just throw down a scattering of seeds, some are great plants and vegetables, uh, or sorry, fruits and vegetables, and other ones are, seed, are, are weeds, I guarantee you, most of those are probably going to come up and you're going to have a lot of weeds in your garden. Like you can't expect to plant just anything. And the reason why I say that is like, I, I know, I don't know where I heard this, but it's like your mind, like the main thing um, that like your brain is supposed to be doing originally is just filtering like thoughts. Like, is this something that I want to hang on to that's true? Because if it is, you can kind of let it go deeper in your mind, which is like what they refer to as the heart. Because whatever enters that deeper level of the heart is going to bear fruit. So if you're battling with all these thoughts and these seeds that are critical and they're really negative and they're going to lead to lots of self-doubt, don't, don't accept them. Don't receive them. Like don't receive that you're damaged goods or that you're never going to figure it out or that you're just should, you should resign and just stop doing that procedure. Because ultimately, it's going to bear fruit. And that's not going to be conducive for the type of dentist you want to be, which is at your best, to help out your patients and to help out your community. That was really well said. <laughs> Thank you. So you were talking about um, planting. So there's other things that I do to plant good things in, into myself. And one of them is every time a patient writes a thank you note, I have a drawer and I fill the drawer with 
these thank you notes. And so sometimes when I'm really feeling down, I'll go in and I'll read them because it's, it's uplifting to remember that these patients really liked me. They really felt like I did a good job. And so there's lots of little things that you can do to, to plant good seeds. I am good at what I do. Um, don't call your mother because your mother will say you're wonderful, but you know, she doesn't know anything about your dentistry. (laughs) Um, you could call a colleague though, somebody who actually knows your work and talk through things. Um, you could listen to a podcast. You could, uh, there's a lot of things you can do to remind yourself that I'm, I am good at what I do. I think it's so much about, like you're saying, just getting the right perspective. So often if we're looking at the one thing and focusing on it, what happens when we focus on it? We're amplifying it. And it's like that simple thing of going to your drawer and rereading cards. Man, that is just powerful. That is so powerful. And I would encourage anyone listening, like whatever should be inside of your drawer, what's that going to be that you look at or that reminds you of why you do what you do, of why you keep going? Because it's kind of a war zone dentistry. And I know a lot of the people on the top paint it as this ideal life where it's just a dream. They're living the dream. They have the million dollar plus home, all the, you know, crazy BMWs and Mercedes or whatever vehicles they're driving around. And they're just great and they don't struggle. But that's so unfair to 99% of dentists that are actually experiencing life. I'm going to have to tell you that that 1% you're talking about struggles too. I know those people. They struggle just like everybody else. They just have that growth mindset that I'm going to learn this. I'm just going to keep going. And they do. And of course, they've got some other gifts that maybe not everyone has. But yeah, there's, there's no one out there who just was born and all of a sudden can just do dentistry perfectly and can just master any new procedure. It's but, just not possible. But even if they did... They still have to have patients that aren't perfect, right? So, so either there's imperfect uh, clinical dentistry or there's imperfect patients that aren't happy regardless because they're just difficult. You know, there's some people like that. So regardless, it's like, how do you get back up? And that's why we're having this podcast. If that's you and you're really discouraged right now because you're having a lot more of these incidences than you'd like, or maybe it's just, it doesn't matter. It could just be one over the last two months. Take a step back, get some perspective, give yourself credit for the ways in which you are helping people, the ways in which you're changing lives, the ways in which you've even stepped out and taken so much risk to just be a dentist. I mean, this is such a challenging profession. And I say that, as sincere as possible because you know this, Allison. I keep talking about it. I feel like you have the same challenges that I do as a small business owner, but that's where my responsibilities end. You still have to be great clinically, which is massive. It's such a responsibility. And to balance that, man, um, maybe we should become dental therapists. that offer therapy to dentists because that must be a booming profession because dentistry needs help. It, it is. It's a really tough profession. And, and you're right. Balancing all those things, I think we do forget that we're balancing all of these things. Plus, we're trying to be family, daughters, wives, mothers, 
husbands, fathers. We're, we're trying to do all of these roles. And it's, it's a hard thing to balance. I don't know if dental therapist, maybe there should be a dental therapist out there. So what do we want to leave listeners with? What would you like to encourage them with um, to just take time and do maybe after they listen to this or in the next week? Well, I took my day to be defeated. And so now I'm going to regroup and I'm going to figure out what, what I could have done better, what I did do right, what I learned, and then I'm going to move on. And whatever happens, happens. And when the next bridge walks in, I'm going to do it perfectly. <laughs> and I say that a little facetiously because there's no such thing as perfectly. But I'm going to have a ton of skills under my belt. I'll know what to say when we start. And I'll know where I'm going. You know, I think that's great. So you look at what you did right. Give yourself credit because... Again, if you just listen to your patient here, you wouldn't get to acknowledge the fact that you overcame a lot of difficulties and you did an amazing job. So first you give yourself credit and then you look at, okay, now what is it? Where could there be some truth in this? Where could there be an opportunity for me to grow? And you already identified it. You said, before we even started, I should have communicated expectation better. And you took that upon yourself. But who knows? Anything else you find when you're saying, where can I grow is just going to help you become better. So we'd encourage you don't, I mean, look for as many things as you can and get encouraged that those are just opportunities for growth. Um, and then I feel like there's the, th Oh, third thing, move on, move on. I, like you say it simply, but that is so important. It's just like shake off the dust from the feeling of either being misunderstood or maybe some of the words were a little, jagged and hurt and acknowledge the hurt acknowledge that it doesn't have to do with who you are as a person and who you are as a dentist um and yeah shake it off move forward and just believe that you are serving patients and you are making a difference and frankly we need you out there being at your best so we hope this um we hope this episode encouraged you Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic.